Welcome to the Grant Writing and Funding Podcast, where it's all about, you guessed it, grant writing and funding made easy so you can increase capacity, grow funding, and advance your nonprofit or freelance mission. Now, let's hand it over to your host, grants expert and author Holly Rustic, so you can increase your funding and drive impact. Hello, hello, hello. It's Holly Rustic here with Grant Writing and Funding, and welcome to the Grant Writing and Funding Podcast Show. I'm so happy that you are with me today. We have so much going on in the month of November, so I want to make sure that you are here to learn it all. So today we have a special guest on the show. We have Gori Menglik of Instrumental. She is the current CEO of Instrumental, which is a fundraising platform, and she is also co-founder of Instrumental. So we have her back on the show. We actually had her on the show. Uh, it was back in like June of 2021. So we definitely have her back on the show. Um, now she's married. <laughs> she's got all the things going on. They have an upcoming launch coming up for um, different things that they have going on at Instrumental. So you are going to be hearing about that today. She's definitely going to share some more of how you can utilize Instrumental. And if you're like, I have no idea what you're talking about, Holly, Instrumental is a place where you can actually do grant research. So a lot of people out there, they're, you know, using Google or whatnot, and they say, this just is not working very well at all. I need to find better fit funding sources in an easier way. And instead of scouring all their websites, I need a place that'll just send me a list that matches the programs that I need funding for. And that is exactly what Instrumental does, among other things that she'll be talking about today. All right, so we'll definitely get into it. And um, for all of the show notes for today, we have some links. There's an upcoming training where they're actually Instrumental is taking me behind the scenes so you can see um, exactly how to utilize their updates. And for those of you who are like, but I don't have an account, you can definitely get their 14-day free trial to actually utilize these updates and see if it's something that you even want to use and if it's helpful for you. So definitely go to the show notes today, grantwritingandfunding.com forward slash 194. You're going to get a lot out of today as well just to hear how you can utilize nine nine days. All right, it's gonna go a little geeky, but we like it geeky around here. So thank you once again for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed this episode with Miss Gory Manglick of Instrumental. Once again, for all the show notes, go ahead and go over to grantwritingandfunding.com forward slash 194. Enjoy. So welcome back to the podcast, Gory. Yeah, thank you for having me. It's always great to be here. Yeah, yeah, I'm so excited. So we we actually, we had you on, I think it was episode 173. So for you guys that want to also check that one out, go to 173. Um, and then we had Angela on before too. Um, so we've definitely had people from uh, Instrumental on the show. And one of the reasons for that is because uh, as a grant writer myself, I mean, nearly two decades of grant writing experience and looking for grants and doing the grant research and seeing all of the different platforms. Some have been there the whole time, some have come and gone. Um, Instrumental has been one that I think is the most intuitive, user-friendly, and really smart you know, way to, I know I've always kind of talked about it like a, a dating app for grants. <laughs> find grants like I just find it so intuitive to use and it's so it creates so much ease 
for the grant writer, whether you're doing it for a nonprofit, that's your full-time job, um, or if you're a board director, you're volunteering and you're trying to, you know, find grants for your nonprofit, or as a freelance grant writer or nonprofit consultant where this is your job and you really need a steady base of um, a place to find grants. So I think that instrumental, I just commend you guys for creating it because I think it's such a great space um and yeah That's it's awesome. offered a lot yeah I've, I've got so much you know I get so much uh feedback all the time I have a lot of students who actually sign up for instrumental and they always say oh my gosh I love it it's changed my life for grant cool. yeah saves so much time all of that so um yay so I'm just gonna be a raving fan about that <laughs> That's awesome. I love hearing that. Yes. And of course I am an affiliate too. So just straight up, like I'm being, but this is real stuff. You guys, this, I actually get real things for my students. You know, I've seen how intuitive it is, et cetera. And it really is a great platform. So really great. Um, and I just wanted to, some of you guys might be like, what instrumental, huh? What exactly is that? So I just want to let Gory, one of the co-founders um, kind of explain in another way about what it is specifically what is instrumental specifically like i've kind of touched you can find grants sure. a little more detail. yeah yeah totally so yeah instrumental is the institutional fundraising platform so we help you with all things institutional fundraising so it could be discovering new opportunities new funders researching those opportunities and funders figuring out if they're a good fit um, tracking your research collaborating with your team actually tracking those submissions that funder feedback and being strategic so you know how much to ask year over year and then um, you know, reporting and just kind of keeping everything in one place. That's the kind of biggest thing that we found with um, the value that Instrumental provides is there's a lot that happens with each of these components with having the data, making the tracking easy to use, but a really, the really biggest, the biggest lever here is just having it all here so that you um, have one workflow and you're not jumping around between tools. It's all, it's all here for you and your team. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. And you can get multiple users on it. So it is a software that you can enter. And what I love about it, as soon as you sign up for instrumental, it will ask you specific questions on the project that you need funding for. So then you can go through, you can, there's a selection of checkboxes, different ways that you can, it really starts to become a smart um, data finder right away because it's starting to then vet, right? Like, who are you? What are you looking for? What amount for what type of uh, topic, et cetera. And then it's gonna find for you the specific foundations or funding sources that would be a good fit potentially for that program. And I mm -hmm. think that's so smart because some people might say, well, why don't you just use Google? Like why, why subscribe to a platform? And it's like, well, you can Google, but think of all of, it's not going to vet any of that for you. <laughs> like, yeah. It's going to be left with blah, 5 million pages of, you know, like stuff that you have to like search through. So yeah. I really love that it is like that one place that then you don't have to you know, maybe put in this Excel sheet in this document in this Google Drive, you might put another foundation over here, you might put something that like puts it together in one place, like you said, and then you can have multiple users access that. Um, uh -huh. Which is also huge because another thing I have found that I've gotten feedback from people that um, my students that use instrumental as well is they have said that it has been the godsend when someone leaves a nonprofit. Yes. Yeah. Leave with all that institutional knowledge or where those folders are where those excel sheets are and nothing's left to be like what grants did they even get what year was that there's no real information that's that's staying with a nonprofit yeah. leaves so totally. it's kind of that fix right so 
if you have a turnover rate, if you have a new board of directors, as long as there's access to that platform, they have that institutional knowledge, right? So, which mm-hmm. is really important. So, yeah, yeah that's really awesome. But yeah, we get a lot of like, yeah. go ahead. We, we get a lot of folks who, who join a new organization and they're like, where is all this information? And then they're frustrated and then they're like, okay, this is like actually a good time for me to now set up something like instrumental. So yeah. the next person doesn't have to deal with this. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. So it's, it's a really good kind of like that. It kind of becomes that, that automated institutional knowledge, which is so mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I love that um, and instrumental. And you guys have been doing a lot of different things lately. I love, um, we're gonna be talking about actually in just a few minutes, I'm gonna have you talk about some of your upcoming things with instrumental. But um, yeah. I wanted to, to say that you guys have been doing a lot on getting different grant writers. You've been doing a lot of webinar series and mm-hmm. um, just to talk about how they use instrumental and different tips that they can give it on grant writing. So that's been really fantastic. And that's also free um, for people to attend. So yep. um, we can definitely put a link in the show notes for people if they wanna get on their calendar, some of the different trainings that you guys are, that you do. Mm-hmm. Um, so you guys have been really, you know, trying to bring more information to people on how to use your platform and just in grant writing in general. So that's yeah. really cool. So, and then like, as we talk about this new thing you guys are doing, um, uh-huh. like, has that kind of led to some of that discovery? Like just hearing from people what they want or what they need or? Yeah, I mean, that's where we, you know, that's how really how we build our product. It really comes from our customers' pain points um, and our users' pain points. Uh, and that's where we build from. So the webinars, you know, feedback that people write in, that where they write into us, interviews that we do with customers, that all feeds into our product development process. Um, yeah, and I'm glad you brought up the webinars. Um, just wanted to like call out there that our goal, definitely the folks that are on these webinars are kind of um, illustrating how they're using instrumental in their institutional fundraising platform. But even if you don't use instrumental, you'll still get a lot of value because they're talking about best practices of institutional fundraising across the board. And so you'll learn a lot. Yeah, yeah, that's great. I know I was um, one of the featured uh, speakers on your webinar, so that was awesome. And and I talked about um, the seven tips to grant writing, right? So I talked about yeah, like, yeah. different tips on how to write grants. And I also showed like one of the tips is um, is the G in the grants formula, and that's to get the FOR, the funding opportunity announcement. So I was saying this is on instrumental, you can get it this way. You can also get it in these other ways. Right. So you're right. It's not just exclusively for people using instrumental. Um, I've also watched some of them and have gotten a lot of great tips on, you yeah. know, different things on how people teach different items in grant writing. I think it's really interesting and you have some really uh, great peeps on there. So, yeah, okay. so thanks for doing that. So if you yeah. guys are out there interested in that, we'll definitely share that. Um, but we also wanted to talk about your advanced prospecti- prospecting workshops. And just I wanted to know, like this when we're talking about this new thing that you guys are doing, um, yeah, just go ahead and let's share it. <laughs> what are you doing? Yeah. What, are you, what are you doing? I don't know a lot about it yet, so I'm learning right along with you guys today. <laughs> yeah, so um, yeah, we're excited to launch um, you know, a bunch of new functionality to the platform. Um, there's basically three pretty big features that are included in a new plan that we are launching called the Plus Plan. And again, a lot of this comes from what we've heard that our customers and our users want. And a lot of it is like, um, leveraging that data that comes from 990s and doing it in a way in which we like eliminate a lot of the work on your behalf um, when it comes to both research and discovering. Um, so I can just jump into the, the three main features 
Um, so the first one is called Advanced Funder Insights. Mm -hmm. And so everyone is used to like kind of different kinds of foundation profiles potentially on other platforms. I'm sure your audience is well worse at like actually looking at my 90 PDFs. Mm -hmm. um, and so what we've done is gone beyond what you can find on a lot of these um, foundation profiles and tried to come up with insights that can truly help you make decisions more quickly that you actually can't find any, anywhere else. So a great example of that is, um, you know, when you're looking at a new funder, you want to know generally, like, how often does this funder fund new nonprofits, like new grantees? Do they tend to fund grantees, like the same grantees year over year, or do they tend to fund new grantees? And the way that you might do that today is you'd either go through the PDF or you could look at a list of grantees like every single year, but we now actually do that for you. So we can say on average over the past three years, um, the percentage of grants that have been made um, to new grantees is like 30%. Um, and so you might say, um, like, and that tends to be about average, but if so somebody, so that, that is helpful to know, but you might then prioritize a different funder that maybe funds like 60% or 70% tuning grantee, like maybe that's a focus of theirs and you can prioritize that over this funder. That, that's one data point that can go into your matrix. Um, that's good. Cause that does, yeah. I've, I'm old school, like back in the day, we'd have to like print out the 990s and look at all of the things and then yeah. print out their last three years or whatever, and then compare it, like you said. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, takes a lot of time. So to yeah. have that like right away, so that it, you have the the tech just boom does it for you. Yeah, exactly. And you can see like year over year, like if that changed, like we can even see if that's going up or down. Do they are they funding more new grantees or less new grantees? Um, and then a cool thing to kind of build on that um, is like is how much you should be asking if you're a new grantee versus a repeat grantee. And so this is cool because it's not only helping you at the beginning if you're breaking in, uh, you know, you're kind of getting your foot in the door, you wanna make sure you know what to ask, but also like when you're going for like the third or fourth year, building relationships with the funder, you can see how, what the potential is to grow. Uh -huh. um, so you also break that out for you. I like that. So to be like, okay, can I, if I asked for, if I got $15,000 on my first year, my second year, can I ask for 20,000 or 25,000 maybe in the third year, that yeah. sort of thing. Mm -hmm. Totally. And you can even see how the amounts vary based on the category. So maybe, the, maybe the median or the average is like really high, but you can see that that's only for universities. And so then you might be more strategic if you're in a different category and so you can see how those differ. Nice, nice. Yeah. Oh, that's really cool. That must yeah. have been really interesting to see the data come through too. Like you said, like about 30% do this. Like now you know those kinds totally. of Totally. Right? Yeah. So, yeah, that would be. Yeah. And was this, did, have you had, um, like how far back did you guys go? Are you going through this? Yeah, that's a good question. I think it's about, it's about, we go back as far as like we have data uh, e-filings for. So it could be, you know, I would say on anywhere from like three to seven years. Okay. Yeah. That's cool. So then they can also compare because like 2020 was like, you know, an interesting year for funding, right? So to look at that, obviously you're going to see a lot more with the health education right. sectors, right? So to be like, that might be an anomaly in these types of years, right? So yeah, yeah. you can compare it with previous data which would be helpful. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Nice. Um, yeah. So that's kind of advanced funder insights. There's a bunch of other uh, fe function, new functionality that you can do when you're looking at um, a, like a private funder's um, profile, essentially, that just helps you understand, helps you understand their implicit preferences, right? Like not the stuff that they might see on the website, but like helps you glean insights from their data so that you don't have to do it yourself. Nice. Um, yeah. Um, and then the second one is called, um, foundation discovery. And so um, one thing that um, 
folks that, that use instrumental may know uh, is that when you set up that project as you described you're setting up uh, you know your like dating profile mm -hmm. what we're matching you to are active opportunities and those active opportunities could come from any kind of funding uh, type so it could be corporate private foundation or it could be even government and we get basically get this information from the website and we build these pages on instrumental and we match you to them um, and that's been like kind of our bread and butter um, until now in terms of helping you discovering opportunities um, the thing that we haven't been doing that we're now starting to do is actually matching you to private funders that don't have websites or may not have active opportunities um, so that you can also um, know if those are a good option for you. And you are definitely going to need to take a different strategy with them. Um, you, you're going to need to focus more on relationship building. Um, but we've heard a lot of feedback from folks that have the capacity to relationship build or where that's a big part of their strategy, that they also need to have those funders on instrumental be, be um, able to um, be matched to those funders on instrumental um, so they can decide if if they want to pursue those too. You, in the past, you could always look them up and like get their information, but now we're actually like matching you to them as well. Oh, nice. And then, so what would be a strategy then of using that? So they don't have a website, right? So they might not be taking a lot of um, solicitations then, you know, do you see more of that? Do you see like these are harder to reach places if they don't have a website? Yeah, they, so the, the, the things that would be in this bucket is if they don't have a website or if they don't accept applications. So some of these do have websites, but they don't accept applications. And some of them actually do accept applications, which they indicate in their 90s, but they don't have a website. But in general, this is the bucket that requires a bit more strategy and a bit more relationship building. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I think, you know, the way that I tend to explain it is like, if you came into $50 million tomorrow and you were like, I want to give away my money, it's probably unlikely that your first step is like, I'm going to build a website and I'm going to tell people exactly who I want to fund and I'm going to create an application process. You're just like, I'm going to give my money away to the causes that I care about or that my family decides. Um, and the only way for people to really understand uh, what you are interested in is by looking at this 990 insight. And it's not, it's not that they might not be um, interested in funding you. It's just that you have to do the work to like build that relationship. Right, right. And so you guys, yeah. that, that, that's how you're getting the information is through the 990s. Yeah, that's right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, nice. Very cool. Yeah. Nice. I like that. Okay, so you have the advanced funder platforms, right? Or advanced funder. Yeah, advanced, yep, advanced funder insights. Mm -hmm. And then the foundation discovery. Yep. And then the last piece is recipient profiles. Um, so we, you can basically now look up a nonprofit that is similar to yours and then see who's funded that nonprofit. Ooh, now that's a, like a reverse search. Yeah, yeah, that's when I always encourage. But usually, yeah. like, go to their website, see where they have money. They don't always put their grants on their website. You know what I mean? So right. Yeah. That's a good one. That's so smart. Yeah. So they just have to. What it just matches them as well. Like, how does that work? Yeah. So that's for that. You would have to like kind of at this point think of the nonprofit that you. Um, think it might be similar to yours um, and then you would look them up on our quick find and then you would go to their um, what we call it a recipient profile and then on there there'd be like a table that indicates year over year who they've gotten funding from oh nice and that that basically also comes from the 990 as well so because right. funders they're listing out who they're funding so then we basically have taken all of that information and brought it into um, a recipient view that's really cool. And all that information, yeah. just to let people know out there, it's not like, um, 
you're dealing with things. It's it's public information when they file. Right. <laughs> Yeah, it's like you're getting the know from when they have to file every year your 990, right? So we're yeah. like, oh, this is 990. Oh yeah, we file that every year. So that's what you guys are gathering this information from. And and that 990, what's so beautiful about it is that it's really showing you actuals. So you you know you can make more sense then of this uh, data or of um, if a if a foundation has on their website like we give to this cause. And maybe they don't have all their information up there. The 990 will really say, well, who are they actually giving to for how much, right? How often? And sometimes it's weird, right? 990s can be funny because you can be like, well, they say they give it only in the state of Alabama, let's say. But we keep seeing this one nonprofit in Alaska they keep funding. And for me, it's like, well, that could be a, a myriad of issues. Maybe something they're just really passionate about. That nonprofit has reached out to them. They're a good fit. Maybe a board member is from that area. You know, like there's so many different reasons why there could be like those things, but that kind of stand out, right, on a, on a 990. But is yeah. there anything else that you guys really find in 990s that you're like, now we can make more sense of this kind of anomaly looking stuff? Mm. Well, I mean, I would say the one thing that's um, cool, I mean, it's it's like the trade-off. It's like you get to see what they actually have done, right? Like versus what they say they do. Yeah. Um, but I mean, it is like a human entered form. And so there can just be like, there's just like lots yeah. of typos. And you've probably seen this for even, even when a funder is like putting in the EIN of a nonprofit they funded, they will like put in the EIN wrong or they'll just like misspell things. So that's a thing that's like important to note is that this is like human entered information. Oh, I like um, it's not like, um, yeah, magically all correct. Um, so that's something to, <laughs> to keep in mind. Um, but um, yeah, I think that one of the, um, things that's helpful about 990s is like you get to see like their implicit preferences and so it definitely shows up with locations where funders can say a myriad of things on their websites like I really focus on this specific geography or I am open but I prefer this geography and there's so many different ways to interpret that but when you actually look at the map that we provide and you like see who they funded year over year you can actually understand like what the what that means is it a strong preference is it a weak preference for a certain geography or not. Oh, I like that. Yeah. Then yeah. Instead of just knowing, is that a preference? Like what kind of preference? Yeah. Like how, right. how much of it am I, because I fit everything that they do, but I fall out of the side of that geographic zone or just on the edge yeah. or whatever. Yeah. That's, and then that's, the same. Yeah. And then the same thing goes for like even the category where a funder might be like, we're kind of open, but we prefer this or we prefer funding in these three categories, but we prefer that one. And so you actually want to see what they've done to make sense of what that is. Cause it can, you know, the language isn't precise enough to actually know what, how to take that and make that actionable unless you look at the 990. Yeah, the 990 yeah. is definitely, uh, what do they say? Put your money where your mouth is. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like the mouth, yeah. right? Yeah, so yeah. you're seeing this, is they might say one thing, but where do they get the money, right? That's where we totally. want to know. So yeah. yeah, so that's awesome. So that's a lot of really cool uh, three main things. Those are the three main things then that you guys are incorporating in this? Mm -hmm. Yep. And then do you have any other um, add-ons to that or any other uh, things that you're doing around that? We have a lot coming soon, um, especially around like collaboration and the tracking component. So this is kind of a big release around um, like our data, our 990 data, the way that we match you to foundations. 
um, a lot on the research and discovery side. And then we have a, a bunch of stuff that we're working on around the collaboration and tracking that will be in a future release in the next couple, in the coming months. Nice, that's awesome. Yeah. So this, this plus plan, right? Yeah. So um, in it is kind of like, is that an added cost then to access the plus plan or like, how does it actually work? Yeah, so it's a it's a different tier. Um, his, uh, historically, we've like had like one main tier that like most people will like fall under, which is which is our basic plan, um, and it has ten projects and like basically it all, had all of our functionality. Now on the plus plan, you can go up to twenty projects, um, and just as a reminder, projects are kind of like those things that you get matched. You can it's like a safe search where you can get uh, foundations now, funders now, as well as grant opportunities matched you. Um, and they operate kind of like workspaces. So they can have 20 on the plus plan. Um, and then you also have this additional functionality that I just mentioned. Oh, nice, okay. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so it's a higher tier and it's easy. You can like kind of try it out, um, see if it's something that is adding a lot of value. Um, what I would look for is to see if it like kind of saves you time to have those additional like advanced funder insights. Is it saving you time to make sure that now that you have like really all of your funders in one place, now that we're also matching you to those invite-only funders or those funders that don't have websites. Um, and then is, are those recipient profiles also saving you time by being able to like um, shortcut your prospecting process by like looking up a, a nonprofit that's um, similar to yours. Right, right. So you think um, a good fit for wanting to go to the plus plan um, tier would be somebody who like is working with a larger nonprofit or freelancer, like who would be a really good fit for that tier? Yeah, I think it's it comes down to kind of like where you're at in your grant seeking process. I think if you're like very much just getting started, like the basic plan could be okay for you. Um, but if you're if you're needing those additional insights and you started to like understand what it takes to like break into a new funder, um, and you're and you also if you have the capacity, especially for relationship building, um, then the plus plan is is um, I would think where you'd want to start. Okay, nice, very cool. Yeah. Awesome. This is great. So then they can always find you at instrumental.com. Um, and right, that's your website. Yep. And instrumental yeah. is not spelled the traditional way. So um, definitely at the end, it's our, the whole world word is I-N-S-T-R-U-M-E-N-T-L. So right. instrumental.com. And we'll definitely have that in the show notes as well. So you have the direct link. Um, so when you're looking up instrumental, just remember it is spelled a little bit differently. Um, so you know that. <laughs> So, so this has been fun. And then I know we'll be doing more with grant writing and funding with instrumental as well um, to, and those partnerships and getting information out there on grant writing and collaborating as well on the different things that you guys are doing since it's, it makes sense because so many people obviously that listen to the podcast are grant writers or they're breaking into grant writing and, and having this tool. I know one of the biggest questions I always got before was Holly, how do I find grants? Like, that's great if I know how to write one, but I need to be able to find one. Um, you know, so this was uh, definitely something I recommend to say, well, this is a tool that you can use to help you with that process um, because grant research in itself is an art, right? I always like to think of it as like this art form um, to really understand how to do it. Um, because yeah, you could Google you know, different grants, but are they really a good fit? You know, and it's even like, back in the day, and I know a lot of nonprofits still do this, they'll write a two-page uh, grant application, kind of like a letter of intent uh, or a letter of inquiry, and they'll just email it out to like 50 people, like different foundations or different funding mm -hmm. sources, 
the same exact one. And then I'll say, well, how did that work out for you? <laughs> like, oh, that's so good. You know, like God all knows, like all rejections. Cause I think mass is better than finding very specific ones. So even for um, freelancers, I say, you know, if you're going to do a grant research, just say you're going to do 10 best fit. Like you don't have to say I'm going to do 50 best fit and think that's the best for now. Like start smaller because then you can really get the, the really good fit that you have a really uh, a higher chance of actually getting that grant because you actually meet their mission statement, you meet their vision, all of their eligibilities, all of the things, right? Uh -huh. um, and that saves time, really, right? So totally. Yeah. Yeah. And I think if you're, especially if you're just getting started, it's, it's almost even more important to be more, um, strategic so that you don't burn out in the process. Cause yeah. what you don't want, and you probably heard this before is like, you know, I submitted 50 applications. I can't do grants or I've submitted, you know, applied and applied and applied and I'm getting rejected. Mm -hmm. But if you actually are strategic, then you can just like increase your chances of the overall process being something that's positive, high ROI, mm -hmm. um, as opposed to just like, yeah, feeling like it's not. Yeah, because then people, you know, we take things personally, right? Yeah. Like, we, they rejected me. <laughs> or like, yeah. my mom and baby. Why, what is, why don't they think it's great? You know what I mean? Like, all of these things. And it's like, no, that's not it at all. I'm sure your nonprofit's amazing. And you are amazing, right? But it's like, mm -hmm. uh, it just wasn't a good strategy, right? So it's like rethinking the strategy and how to do that. So finding an organization and, and, you know, that's a good fit. And how do you find an organization that's a good fit? Well, there's a, a variety of ways. And one of those ways is what you've been talking about um, is the mm -hmm. 990s, right? You can use the data then to see where did they exactly fund? Who are they funding? How much? What areas? Um, all of that. And how is that? What are the trends year to year to really understand? Are they a good fit then? So, mm -hmm. yeah. I love that because that's just going to increase your chances then of getting yeses and not feeling rejected. <laughs> yeah. 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 Totally. And also just like eliminating funders that are not a good fit fast. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. really good because you don't want to go through that whole process of kind of like that dating game and then it not to be a good fit. So mm -hmm. yeah. Um, or a one-sided dating game, I should say. <laughs> <laughs> so, but yeah, this has been great. So I love that the, the plus plan launch and when is this coming? Yeah. So it's going to be part of, some of it is already live. And so you can already see on the press plus plan that we have our recipient profiles and we have these advanced funder insights. And the last feature here, foundation discovery is going to be launching, um, I would say in about a week, week and a half. Wow. So soon. It's going to be hot off the presses soon. That's right. That's right. Yeah. yeah. So if you guys are looking um, just to get more information on grant research, definitely check out instrumental.com. And if you're interested in the plus plan, you, you mentioned they can give it a go. They can give it a try. So do you have like a, a free trial for a certain amount of time? Yeah, actually, if, if you just start our normal 14 day trial, you're automatically going to be able to try the plus plan. Oh, nice. And what if they are already yeah. a user? Yeah, if you're already a customer, you'll be hearing from us soon. We're actually going to give everybody a um, two-week free trial on the Plus Plan Okay, as well. nice. so they'll be able yeah. to access it. Yeah, definitely uh, let us know what you guys like about the Plus Plan. Um, give us your feedback. That would be great uh, to see how we like that. So um, I, I think it's really good, though. I, I know it's going to be useful for a lot of people. So we appreciate you guys doing this work um, and just being able to like figure out all the tech behind it. <laughs> Yeah. all these things because it's so interesting um as part of that just i'm curious 
as your tech has been developing, is that helpful? Like, you know, how does that feed into the choices that you guys look at making as well? Like, is that a huge tech build out or is that something, you know, that you can implement pretty easy or how does that work? Yeah, well, all, a lot of the stuff that with this release was pretty heavy on the engineering side. Yeah. Um, and uh, which is really um, uh, exciting because we're able to now have the engineering capacity to build stuff that's more complex uh, and requires more engineering, engineering work. Um, but I think that, you know, in general, uh, my product, my background is in product and engineering, I started computer science. And so that's always a focus of ours in terms of how we think about um, building our company. It's always about like increasing more value in the product. Um, so that uh, so that we're truly meeting your needs and solving your problems. And so um, I think that like the more difficult engineering problems we can solve uh, around this, the more valuable of an experience we can build for you. Yeah, I, I definitely agree with that. Cause that is, like I said, that was so much time to do those types of things that you guys have yeah. automated. But I know that doesn't come just by a you know, snap of fingers. Like there's a lot that goes behind developing the ease on the user side. <laughs> totally. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. And if you, you know, if you use the plus plan and you're like, I wish I saw this on the 990 or I had this insight um, or whatnot, would love to hear that from, from your audience. Yeah, absolutely. And then, yeah, I mean, once you build out these more complex, uh, you know, engineering systems or tech systems, right. Then maybe that becomes not like a whole nother maybe year or so to, to implement because you're building out the, the structure, right. To be able to kind of fine tune um, those different needs, which is, which is really nice and advantageous. So yeah, definitely cool. let us know. That would be awesome. I can't wait to try out the plus plan. So, um, I can give you some, yeah. Great. Yeah, we'll <laughs> yeah. Awesome. So once again, um, we'll definitely, uh, be working with you guys some more and love what you guys are doing. Um, always welcome back to the podcast anytime to talk about your updates. And if you guys are looking, once again, it's instrumental and we'll definitely uh, throw this in the show notes so you guys can see all the links and some of the information um, to get your free trial to instrumental. Um, awesome. Anything else, uh, Gory? We're, we're super excited for this release. Uh, we feel like uh, it's it helps us kind of bridge the gaps with one of the biggest pieces of feedback that we, we had been hearing with like doing more with this 990 data. And so we just love any feedback that your audience has and love for everybody to check it out and try it out. Awesome. All right. Well, I will see you soon. Thank you so much again for coming on and uh, good luck with your launch. Thank you. Yeah, good to see you, Holly. I hope you enjoyed today's episode with Gory Manglick of Instrumental and all the tips that she gave you on how to utilize 990s, how to actually look at them, etc. Definitely check out grantwritingandfunding.com forward slash 194. Um, if you're interested in seeing the upcoming webinars on how to actually go behind the scenes and see what these new functions are like. So in real time, you can see how you can utilize the updates in Instrumental. And you can also get your 14-day free trial to see if this grant research platform is something that would benefit you and your nonprofit or your consultancy. Be sure to grab your $50 discount using coupon code Holly, H-O-L-L-Y, five, zero. You'll be able to get $50 off your first month subscription to Instrumental as we are partners. So I am an affiliate for Instrumental as it is a great grant research platform. Once again, jump over to grantwritingandfunding.com forward slash 194 so you can go ahead and see all of the links for today's podcast episode.
episode. All right, guys, I will see you next week when we have Miss Jenny Hargrove from Nonprofit Jenny on the podcast to talk about Giving Tuesday as well as some other exciting news. I'll see you soon. Bye-bye.